One of the other things that we, we also uh, have done within our organization is we found that, you know, one of the ways that we, we, we talk about, you know, the solutions we deliver is talk about, well, you know, here's some overexposed data. And we're like, oh, you know, you've got all these files that shouldn't be there. You've got all this sensitive data there. And they're like, oh, that's, that's, that sounds pretty bad. And, and they're like, yeah, um, yeah, anyway, next, next topic. And we're like, no, 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 like, that's really bad. Like, you need to think about it. So, so one of the things that we actually, um, we, we tried, we introduced, um, and, and frankly, it was really just as a bit of a test, just as a trial. We actually introduced the ability for, um, for organizations to be able to assign a, a monetary value to different types of data within their business, right? Just, and, and it's nominal, you know, like they can say, well, we know that for our organization, that type of data is worth that much to us. If that type of data were to leave, it's like, it's that valuable to us right so then when you can start to put it into monetary terms you say did you know that like that sort of wine in your sales team has got access to like you know maybe like 250 million dollars worth of your most sensitive data were you aware that like you had when you start framing it in terms of money still it's still intangible because money's quite intangible but it's a lot easier for people to get the concept of actually the, the type of risk that their, that their organizations are facing around the data. And, and, and we found it, uh, it, it was a lot, lot more successful in helping justify why you needed to take those steps to be more secure. Just trying to find other ways and creative ways of getting people thinking about why it really matters. Because to say that you've got a load of files and you know that, that shouldn't be there or to say that oh you've got access to like you know a bunch it kind of doesn't really mean anything it's not until you actually kind of frame the risk in some financial terms that it starts to get a bit more meaning you know we, we found that was quite useful as well we, we've done similar exercises and uh i think that sometimes those can be quite productive mm. one of the pieces of pushback that we've gotten on that and i thought this was very interesting we, yeah. we were talking to one CISO about this and i remember he said well he said he said uh i think he was talking to uh uh one of my colleagues but i remember i was on the call he said uh, well what's the expected value of purchasing an insurance policy and the answer <laughs> is it's negative it's negative right right, right? right. You, you right and nonetheless we purchase these things all the time anyway so he sort of kind of uh, got himself caught up in the wrong, going in the wrong direction because he was, he was trying to say it's not worthwhile, right? But then our, our retort was, well, wait a second. You, 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 certainly we agree that we can all agree that the expected value uh, for the purchaser of an insurance policy is negative. Nonetheless, we do it all the time. We buy these things all the time. Why mm -hmm. do we do it, right? Mm -hmm. Because you, the, the, the magnitude of the consequences is That's so it. significant, That's right? It. That you're willing to make that trade-off. Mm. Right, you're willing to say, I'll take this negative expected value, right? It's yeah. sort of the same concept of like negative interest rates. Why would anyone take a negative? Why would anyone put their, put their money in some, in some vehicle where the, where the expected return is negative? Well, because the, some of the alternatives could be a lot worse. That's right. right. Yeah. So it makes a lot of sense to do these things. And, you know, one of the exercises that I think especially journalists love to do is they take, they, they go through the, the exercise that you're talking about in terms of looking at the monetary value of the data and they sort of say, and it's, it's perhaps it's a little bit easier to do in the United States because it's such a litigious society. We, you know, <laughs> we sue everybody over everything. Here. Mm. So, you know, what is the, what is the quote cost of a record? Right. Mm. You know, and if a record is compromised, Oh, well that's the $26 and 30 cents. Right. right? Well, right how many right, records right. do you have? Well, that, that's yeah. the amount of money that's at stake. Indeed. And I think a lot of people scoff at that, right. They'll look at that and they'll say, um, 
well, okay, fine, you know, but our records aren't actually worth that much. They're worth this much. That's and, it. You know, you can't just say that they're uniformly all exposed because Absolutely. we do this thing for these records. Yeah. And so I think the way to think about it is the journalists are making a mistake in terms of assigning these values yeah. <laughs> on a record by record basis. Yeah. And perhaps the right way to do it is to say, well, okay, if there were a breach, if your data were exfiltrated, right? Let's go through the series of subsequent events that would happen. Yeah. Let's, okay, sort of this sort of, and then what, right? Yeah. The, the classic right. sort of consultant question of, <laughs> and then what, right? And okay, so let's talk about, and then what? And it's, you know, jurisdiction, jurisdiction by jurisdiction in the United States, it's, well, you're going to have to report that to the regulators, right? Mm -hmm. And the regulators are, you know, in the United States, state by state, and then federal, and sometimes even other things, you know, local, there's all sorts of regulators you may have to re report that to. They will, potentially fine you some particular amount, right? So that doesn't get counted in the dollars per record. That's sure. just everything, right? There is the level of embarrassment, <clears throat> right? There are the, people lose their jobs, right? And then there are the subsequent lawsuits, right? And, and I think that that's actually probably, the, <laughs> that's the trailing end of things. That's the least yeah, of your concerns. That's right, that, it, that's right. right. That's, for the, it, that's it, just the indirect consequences. <laughs> right, yeah, right. Indeed. That's quite interesting. Right. Well, one question that really leads me on next to, uh, nicely to uh, one of the other questions I had for you as well. I mean, like, you know, uh, the compliance, regulatory compliance is obviously, you know, we, we've had GDPR here now for a little while. And obviously there's been a whole host of different regulations and it's getting stricter and tougher in the U.S. And you know, obviously quite a lot of our customers in the U.S. So it's, it's a big, a big thing. You know, we're, we're quite heavily engaged in that space. But what do you think it's really changed uh, any type of attitudes towards data security? Like, do you think that people are thinking about it differently as a result of more regulation? Or do you think that it's not connected? That's a very, that's a very good question. Um, I think that there is uh, sort of a, a, a gradient of attitudes towards mm. these things. Mm. Uh, I think that, so I, I've met, uh, I've met CIOs and CISOs mm. who, are uh, very, I would describe them as regulatory driven yeah. and less so security driven. And I'm not scoffing at that. I'm not saying that's necessarily no. bad. I'm no. just describing sort of what I'm seeing, right? I've seen that and that, that's one attitude. And I think that those folks have become increasingly sensitive as governments and regulators have ratcheted up the pressure, mm. right? In exactly the way that you're describing. Mm. And then I've seen other CIOs and CISOs who are uh, far more security driven. Mm. Um, and I wish I could say, by the way, that it were, that it were industry by industry. I wish I could say, well, you know, all of the banking CISOs are, are regulatory driven. That's not true, though. It's not, right? And that all of the manufacturing CISOs are, are you know, security driven. And that's not true either. Um, but what I would say is that the folks who are more regulatory driven have become increasingly sensitive as the regulations have, have become increasingly stringent and, have, and, and, as, and as more regulations have been promulgated, right? Mm. And the ones who are sort of more security focused have just sort of continuously been more security focused, right? Um, and, and there are a handful who, who are focused on both. Um, and we love those guys because we think that they, they really are, are seeing the full picture. Um, but uh, certainly the, the regulatory pressures have increased the level of attention that the regulatory focused CISOs have been paying to all of the many issues that they face. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely helping. It's giving a framework in which to 
think about the types of problems they've got and it's giving them something i guess where they're thinking that and, and it's potentially highlighting some areas that they they may not have systematically re recognized without the compliance being put in place like i you know when i when i think about gdpr it certainly made them think well we probably do need to know these things that is important and it's not something we ought to do now it's actually something that we need to do like whether they do it properly or not whether they're box ticking i, I think there's a fair amount of box stickers out there but i think that it, there are definitely more instances where they're, they're actually sort of thinking about thinking about it in a slightly different way uh, and and, it, and it's driving i think it has driven some change in behavior that's sort of in some cases um but I think that the, the, the problem is, is there needs to be an implication for not treating data with respect. There needs to be an implication for, there needs to be that level of implication. And it can't just be, it, and it needs to be, it needs to be financial, frankly, as well, because <laughs> um, that talks. Uh, and it needs to, uh, uh, sadly, I think we need to see a few more breaches before, before things are going to really, really change. Because I still think that, people look at it and they're like we're prepared to take that level of risk and it's like it's, it's like really <laughs> I, I think we we've, I think we've still got a way to go um before we're anywhere near thinking about winning this war um I don't think there's yet been enough pain so I, I think uh, you're you're certainly um I think I I agree largely with what you're saying mm. I think I'm a little bit less optimistic than you in in one particular <laughs> sense Hmm. Um, I don't think that an increasing number of breaches would will will change attitudes. You don't I'm know. not, can, hmm. and I'll tell you why. Hmm. But, and look, I really wish you were right. I mean, I, I <laughs> wish you were right, right? I, 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 so let me tell you what, why why I see it slightly differently. We have seen this sort of just continuous train of these things happening over and over again. But here's an attitude that I often encounter, and I encounter this, you know. Not just with not just within the the, you know, the enterprise community, but just sort of across the board, right? Um, it's not going to happen to me. That's number one. Yeah. Right. I've off. done a good enough job. Yeah. I I am sufficiently secure. I have put yeah. in enough constraints around my network, around my assets, that I'm in good shape. It's it's going to happen to the other guy, right? Um, and. Yeah. It's very, very difficult to defeat that attitude. Yeah. Nobody thinks they're going to get into an automobile accident. Yeah. They always think it's going to be somebody else until they yeah. get into an automobile accident yeah. and no, then it's right. too late. Right. You're so right. I, I, I wish people, I think there's something about human psychology. I just don't think people absorb information that way. They, they always think, well, that's going to happen to the, to the next yeah. guy. And people don't learn from other people's mistakes. I mean, that, that's the... <laughs> right. And that's not... I'm not knocking on people. No. I just think that's a structural... No, that's that's, sort that's of, just uh, the way things are, isn't it? Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, it's just a structural mm. thing. Um, and it's, it's very difficult to escape. So, you know, to, I think to your... Back to what you were saying a moment ago, having a lot of this be, you know, regulatory driven might not be so bad. I think there's sometimes a collective groan, like, oh, another regulation. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But, yeah. And, and I'm not going to say that the regulators necessarily get it right, that they're necessarily regulating specifically the right things. But I think to your point, they're, they are pushing in the right direction. What they're saying is, you had better pay attention to these things, mm. right? And hopefully that provides sufficient inspiration for you know uh, uh, whomever is in charge to say, 
I'm going to do what needs to be done to follow the regulations. Mm. And also I'm going to do what needs to be done to provide the best level of security above and beyond the regulations. Mm. Right. So I think that I have a little bit more faith, (laughs) unfortunately, in the effectiveness of of regulation than I do in the effectiveness of people sort of learning from what's going on in the outside world. I, 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 I agree. I mean, I think left of the rain devices, I mean, you know, a lot of the places that people have spent money will be on stuff that makes them money uh, rather than, than a potential risk of something that might happen to them. Uh, I, I think that it's, it, it, we haven't got to that point when there's sufficient pain other than regulation that's really going to drive and change behavior. I, I think that's probably where we're at. Mm, I agree. We will, always, we will always be viewed as a mm. cost center. Mm. And, uh, and then you start having these conversations about, and this goes back to the sort of cost per record. Mm, mm, mm. What is the ROI on this particular yeah. solution? And then the response is, well, wait a second, what's the ROI on insurance? What's the expected value of insurance? That, that's it. It's that's negative. It. That's it. That's right? it. That's and it. if we continue with that mentality, we're never going to make any progress. No, we're not. Right? We, 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 we need to really eliminate that mentality. And it's, by the way, I think it's, it, it's become so pervasive that it's gone down to the individual level right like yeah. almost the consumer level people have sort of sort of uh, said to themselves i'm not sufficiently important for someone to attack to hack me 